This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDarren.com. Today is September 27th, 2017. No NFL picks and kicks this week, but we are talking NFL. I have Calhoun with me, and there's really only one thing we can talk about right now. It's the flag, the knee, Donald Trump, cornery, and just everything that comes with, you know, whether you kneel or stand in today's world for a sporting event. With that being said, what's up, Calhoun? What's going on, my man, man? How's everything going? Can't complain. Like I said, we talked about uh, you're still boycotting the NFL. We can go get straight into it. You're still boycotting the NFL, right? I am, and it's not an easy task. I'm not gonna lie. I am one of the people who are boycotting for real, not boy, not saying it, and then going home watching the game. So that makes it even more hard because I'd rather uh, be all fluff. I'd rather be a studio gangster and not live these raps. But uh, I'm boycotting for real, and I haven't watched the game. Okay. So, catch the people up. Why are you boycotting? So, I'm boycotting for a myriad of reasons. Uh, it started with Colin Kaepernick, and it ended with uh, police brutality and, uh, and unequal and injustice for black and brown people. And that's the whole premise of it. So, what's getting lost in all this kneeling and all the point and the protest? This isn't just protesting the flag. It's not disrespecting the flag. What it is is fighting for people who have uh, been the target of society, people who have not gotten justice. That's the whole purpose of this boycott, and that's why I'm boycotting. So that's why I'm boycotting the NFL. Let me ask you this, because it seems like this whole boycott has taken a wrong turn somewhere. And it's been a couple of things that have festered, that move it to the wrong direction. So do you feel like before Donald Trump that the whole boycott thing was kind of fizzing out? Like the whole yeah. technique, do you think it was kind of fizzing out before his comments? It got stagnant and it was and it was standing still. There was no progress. There was no moving forward. Uh, and then it became a mockery. I quote the great Robert Patello and what he's saying that it was starting to become a fad. Well, I didn't even quote Robert Patello. That was really quoting you and I. We had a conversation on this the other day. That it became a fad. To quote him, he was saying it's just like the dab. So people were just kneeling, not even knowing the the importance or the the magnitude of what they was what the kneeling was for. They just kneeling because it's popular, as everyone does. They're just following that. So that's why I was losing its power. It was losing its power because people wasn't even people wasn't kneeling for the purpose of why he started kneeling. People were kneeling because it was a fad. And lo and behold, the POTUS comes in. And ups the ante for everybody, right? Thank God. That's the whole reason why I said thank God for Donald Trump. That's the reason why I love that he's in the White House. He's going to make you choose a side. There's no more of that straddling the fence. When you see some coons doing it, we'll get to that later. But there's none of that. What you're going to do is you're going to pick you a side. You're going to either be with these races or you're going to be with humanity. You're going to pick them. It's a hard line that's drawn in the sand. 
Well, I think it's pe- so. I think it's two things he's done. He's making people pick a side, and he's also shining a light on those people who already pick sides. Which kind of the throw the stone and hide your hand type crowd. Right. So I told you what he's done is made the people who's wearing those sheets take them sheets off. That's what he's done, and he and they've exposed themselves because people thought that racism was just this old white man game. And then you've seen, not just with Charlottesville, but in all this rhetoric, that this is, racism is alive well. This ain't just an old white man game. This is college students. These are early 30s and, and police officers and construction workers. This is lawyer. This encompasses all of them. This, what he did was he just shined a light on it and made this shit so you know it is not a joke. This is for real. Okay, so this weekend, did you pay attention to what happened this weekend? You can't help but to notice what he did Friday and what he said. Yeah, when he called them sons of bitches at a rally. Yeah, that 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 flew. That caught fire. That's what we needed, too. I was so happy he did that because I was like, yes, they're going to find a sign Colin Kaepernick and I'm going to be watching some football or something because he literally pushed them to uh, lengths that they did not want to go. He's, he made them do something. That's what he did. And no one was doing anything. Everyone was trying to just be lax with it. But in his grand fashion of not letting people just be able to just be quiet and him not just knowing his role and shutting up about some shit, when there's a whole bunch of stuff going on he could address, he couldn't help himself. And that's what's so great about it. He can't help himself. He can't help but to be an ass. So fast forward Sunday. You wake up Sunday thinking what? This might be the week I watch football. Because? Because Trump is pushing people to do what they don't want to do. Listen, old rich white men think like him. The only difference is they're put, they, they're, they're, he's uncouth. And they have class about what their thoughts. They say nigga at the table. They don't like blacks. The only thing they want to do is make their money. But they have that the shrewdness about them not to. So he did a couple of things wrong here. He pushed them and put them in a corner, which they didn't want to do, until he told old rich white men what to do. You're not going to do that, just like you can't tell him what to do. You're not going to tell Jerry Jones and Arthur Blanks and Snyder and you're not telling them cats what to do. So they're rich. I don't have to listen to nobody. So that's how you get what you got. You're not telling Art Rooney what to do. So, Sunday come, first game, Jacksonville, Baltimore. Jacksonville owner come out, lock arms. They all show unity or whatever. Baltimore, half of the players take a knee, the other half. You know, most of the players take a knee. And I think the other ones then come out who don't take a knee. So, we start the day off like that. And kind of similar protests go on throughout the, out the day. Did any one of them stand out to you? A few of them stood out to me. Uh, what Pittsburgh was trying to do, and it, and it sort of backfired because of what was going on. They didn't, they wasn't unified, and it and it didn't look good because of all people. What's amazing to me? So their whole plan was a whole team go inside, and one of them was stuck outside. He said he was, he was not. What's his name? Villanueva. Yeah. Stuck outside. He salute the flag. Ben Roethlisberger comes out, again, of all people, 
Ben Roethlisberger comes out and say he had a hard time sleeping that night. And when did you have a hard time when you was raping here in Georgia? Yeah, so that's interesting about him. Nobody ever calls him out on that bullshit because he he throws his name out there a lot about under this subject, and he nobody calls him out on that. Let me ask you this. Do you think the Pittsburgh locker room, or in the NFL locker room, but we're just going to talk about Pittsburgh right now, do you think any locker room is divided from this? I think a lot of locker rooms are divided. Of course they are. This is a hot-button topic. This isn't... Listen. Well, let me back it up. Do you think they're divided for the right reasons? Now, do you think it's just a kneel or stand thing, or do you think it's really divided for the real reason it should be divided? Tomorrow, which means racism? Yeah. And just unfair oppression of people of color. It's all over. So what it, what what media and what everyone is masterfully done is trying to take away and what well not try to, they've they took they've taken away the focus of this protest. This protest isn't about the flag and it's not about veterans. That's not what's being disrespected. They've taken that away. They've done that purposely and masterfully. And that's not what the goal is. And if you're sitting here and you're talking about that and you're missing the point. And you're part of the problem. The problem is about equality. The problem is about racial oppression. The problem is about systemic oppression. The problem is about brutality from police. That's the problem that was being addressed. That's the protest that's being addressed. It's not about the flag at all. It's not an it's not an argument. It's not putting the flag down. It's not putting the country down. That is not the whole purpose of this protest. So let's let's first focus in on that. Well, I think that's going to be hard because you got blacks. I mean, we go back to a podcast we did two weeks ago where we were talking about how black veterans were mad at Kaepernick for taking a knee. So I think that... I don't give a shit if they black, white, yellow, red. It doesn't matter to me. The whole purpose is what's the purpose of this protest? I don't give a fuck if someone's stupid enough... And I, I really don't care what some stupid-ass nigga got to say about anything when it comes to black people fighting for black people. That's just coonism. That's just tone. That's just backward thinking. That's part of the problem. They ain't nothing but some turncoat slaves. They ain't worth the tissue that a hobo used to wipe their ass with. So fuck them niggas. They should have died in whatever war they fought in. Fuck them. Yo, you can get... But you can get animated, but I, I think that this is a repeated thing that I'm seeing. You may not see it, so... We never been in the military, but it seems regardless of color, going back to the villain the way, but they always see military as something more than what they are as a man. So the way the black people talk, the way villain the way will talk, hey, they identify themselves as a military person, then whatever color they are second or whatever. So Yeah, I see that. But above everything and above everything, especially in this country, you're a black man first. I don't care about the brainwash. Before you a Christian, before you a, uh, if you a, a truck driver or whatever you do, or if you a doctor, before you any of that stuff, you a black man, and that's what that's what you've seen and you portrayed it. That's the life you live. You could be in the army, come back. Who's was Walter Scott? Wasn't he in the army? Yeah. Wasn't that Walter Scott? Yeah. So it didn't matter that he was a fucking vet. It didn't matter what, how many tours he done. It don't matter that he fought for this country. It don't matter that he gave his all for this country. It doesn't matter that he put this country first and love of this country. That didn't matter when some cop shot him. That don't matter. And that's the problem. And until that problem is fixed, 
that needs to be addressed. Fuck what you're talking Fuck what they talking about. Veteran or whomever does not matter. Doctor whomever does not matter. Athlete whoever. You seen they pulled over John Jones. You said they did the Bennett. It does not matter. What matters is what comes first. It doesn't matter if you're Muslim, Christian, whatever. In this country, what comes first, you a black man is your skin. That's it. It'll be a luxury if that, that other stuff was part of it. That's a luxury. We don't have that luxury. So them niggas who saying that dumbass shit is just that. Fuck them. That's why I'm saying that. Because you can come from Iraq. You could have fought in Vietnam. You could have been in Afghanistan. And when you come over here, they see a nigga. That's the problem. And that's why Kaepernick was near. So back to the NFL. And, you know, we're not going to repeat the Kaepernick part. I think it's kind of taking a turn away from Kaepernick. But... Well, I mean, again, like we just said, it's, it's more about who's standing and who's kneeling than about Kaepernick and why. Kaepernick probably wouldn't even mention 10 times this weekend. It was all about who was standing who was kneeling. And how did they take Rashad Matthews, wide receiver, I think for the Titans. He said, since Trump said the son of bitches, he's going to take a knee until he apologizes. In that statement, there was shit to do with Colin Kaepernick, shit to do with anything. Just, hey, you basically call me a son of a bitch. Fuck you. I'm going to take a knee just to show you. So I think it's more of that rhetoric than people protesting color, the treatment of blacks and brown or people of color. So that's why I was saying meant when I said that this has taken a real left turn right here. You know, we can recenter and talk about Colin Kaepernick a little later. Right now, I want to focus on the NFL, how this is taking a turn from the worst and the fallout from that. Any thoughts? No, go ahead, nigga. <laughs> um, so, so, again, we talked about Sunday. What happened? whole bunch of teams came out. Any demonstrations. You said a lot of demonstrations. Pittsburgh kind of was the first one that shot you. Cause the first, only one guy came out and Ben Roethlisberger doing what he does. Did anything else stand out to you about Sunday? Well, Pittsburgh was a fumble, so everyone is, is uh, highlighting Pittsburgh. But the Titans and the Seahawks, they stayed in the locker room. And they were unified and standing, staying in the locker room. Before we attack them, can we go back to the fallout of Pittsburgh? Okay. Did you see what Pitt, a, pol- a fire chief in Pennsylvania basically? Right. Huh? Yeah, that was crazy. They called Mike Tumlin the nigga on Facebook. And then he got fired, of course, but, you know, because they wouldn't stand to sit for the anthem. What were your thoughts on that? So, again... What's happening is exactly what I wanted to have. What we talked about even in the Trump podcast. Uh, he's he's going to unify everyone. He's going to divide you and you're going to unify whatever side you're on. And that's what they're doing. These races are coming out of the woodwork. Uh, and they can because they feel empowered. Which is dangerous, of course, because who knows what they'll do. But that's what they're doing. For him to have the audacity and the balls to do that, he was the was the fire chief. That's crazy to even do that kind of nonsense. And and then in one notion they say it's just football, and then another notion in regards to pretty much niggas shut up and do what we tell you to do. Have you seen the protests that they're doing on the other side? Have you noticed that? No, what's the protest? Well, I mean, we talked about this. Basically, cancel, 
uh, the one I've seen is them canceling the NFL, the boycotting the NFL. And Direct TV is giving them the option to cancel the NFL package. And a lot of that sponsors, a lot of Caucasian races are doing videos burning team paraphernalia. They're saying they're boycotting the NFL because players will not stand for the anthem. So let that sink in. They're saying because you're disrespecting the flag, and because you won't stand, we're going to boycott the NFL. Mind you, players have not always stood at the anthem. We was talking about this earlier. When you was younger watching the games, we don't remember no players standing up for no anthem because they didn't stand up for the anthems. Well, you heard, I mean, so you heard the NFL made the, the Department of Defense, you know, whatever, basically paid the NFL five, what, $50 million in 2009 to make the players come out. To kind of get people invested in the country, right? So before show patriotism, yeah, the show patriotism. So before two thousand nine, nobody. The years afterwards, up until what a couple of years ago. Yeah. So before two thousand nine, which is what eight years ago. So before ten, we rounded up. Before ten years ago, they weren't even out there, except for um like major playoff games and the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. yeah, that was the only time you seen them. So to have this attitude, like it's been an institution. For so long is how brazen, you know, white America is in this regard. And I take it another step further. I was looking at comments on social media. One dude was like, you don't play the national anthem at a concert. You don't play the national anthem at a movie. So why are you mad when they don't play the national anthem at a ballet? So why are you mad when people protest a national anthem at an athletic thing? So I, I thought that was kind of a a good way of handling it. Hey, if it's such a problem, don't play it. Then that kills two birds with one stone. Just don't, what'd you say? If it's such a problem, don't what? Just don't play the alpha. Like, I, that's what kind of a, so we talked about millennials and how millennials think. That was a millennial answer, which I could understand. Like, if you're a millennial, uh, whatever, right? You know what I'm saying? Just cut the shit that way it's a hit. It's not a problem if don't if it don't happen, right? So, yeah, that's a that's a weak that's a weak way to handle that. Though. I mean, weak or not, that's that's how I would expect millennials to look at it. Like a younger generation, like uh, whatever. And just like you said yourself, most Americans are even tired of it. I'm sure most people want to look use football as their escape. Well, if they had the option to vote, just cut the anthem off and let's play ball. Most people would do that just because they just want to play ball. They just want to see, one. huh? You talking to one? Yeah, so you just want to see sports. So everything, so the mixing of politics and sports is what people are tired of. And I think we talked about it from this level. It's not even being tired of it as a whole. It's as a community, as blacks, two blacks. The problem is we don't have a second place to go from here. So it's just like us spinning our wheels with with nothing to come from this. So you just said yourself, you're tired of this talk. So imagine somebody who isn't as concerned just a regular Joe who don't even kill, just want to watch the game. You think it's even crossing his mind about that? So that's kind of problem. That's the weird space we're in right now. And I don't know how to get past that space, but I want to get back on the NFL. And we were talking about how, you know, I was just saying how some of the millennials were thinking like, hey, cut out the anthem. That way it fixes it. It may not solve the problem, but it solves the problem of sports and politics being intermingled because that's the second part of this argument that I've been seeing people talk about. Have you seen anybody talk about it? 
No, not in that regard, because, of course, I try to stay away from the comment section of those videos. Uh, those videos are filled with vitriol, hatred, and racism. And the only thing that does is fuel the fire to me, and that's not the way I want to go. And I'm sure you know, if you're reading those comments, you see those comments. Yeah, so, I mean, we talked about it. So, in those comments, you get every 10 comments, six racist comments, probably, like, two, hey, you know, it's America, it's a free place, you're not disrespect. This would so just fought for a tight comments. And then two kind of, you can interpret it however you want to interpret it comments. So those neutral kind-ish comments. So you get 60% racist, 20% non-racist, and 20% blurred lines, if you will. All right. So that's why I was trying not to read them. Um, is, man, the problem is that there is no way forward. The problem also with the NFL is you put yourself in this position. You put yourself in a political space. How? Well, when you start talking about women's rights and when you talk, start talking about the LGBT community and you start talking about domestic abuse, the women's domestic abuse thing has been going on now. Ray Rice isn't going on before Ray Rice and Ray Hardy, but it really amped up then with those women groups and they started this whole, those campaigns that Blair Underwood was doing the commercials for the problem with, and that's what I was saying, like even in this city when they did this shit with the LGBT community, if you either going to be political or you're not, you can't straddle a political fence because then everyone's agenda has to be addressed. So and NFL is the only one that has this problem because you don't see it in baseball, you don't see it in NBA. Right. Well, NBA has started that lean with shit, so they started it and they revamped their rules. But nah, baseball, baseball is smart enough to stick to fucking baseball. No, we're not political leaders. No, and that's what the NFL should have done instead of crossing into all these great areas. So, so if you to keep crossing into these oppressive areas, then of course you're going to come across black. And the problem with that is no one gives a shit about blacks. Yeah, so I agree with that. So how would you? How do you think the NFL should stay away from that? Because the only way you stay away from that is that hey, all arrests get kept under the table. Because you should have just ignored it. So when we were talking about all that stuff with that girl, with that woman shit, this isn't a court of law. And the only thing we're concerned about is they indict him. If he's not indicted, he's not going to jail. He plays. But when you start all that trying to appease a women's rights group and appease the LGBT group with that Michael Sam fiasco, you should have stayed away from that and stayed neutral. We said it before in the, in the podcast about everyone getting married. Once you open Pandora's box, what you trying to get out of it, the only thing that's going to come out. You don't care about black people. Y'all never have. But if you're going to start caring about people, you're going to start addressing political issues. Race going to come up in this country. You should have stayed away from that. You did. So now here you are. And now here you are. This side, man. This side, man. You now you in the now you in between a rock and a hard place. You screwed yourself trying to appease everybody. It ain't gonna work. No. So let me ask you this: as we talk, as we bring it back to the NFL, what did you think about what the Cowboys did? I like what the Cowboys did. I was I was amazed because Jerry Jones been a big proponent about everybody's gonna gonna uh, stand up on my watch. Trump made everybody make a move. Trump screwed everybody. He made everybody do something. 
So and some was bigger than others. Like the Titans and the, and the Seahawks didn't even come out. The Cowboys all kneeled and locked arms. It started with Jacksonville and the Ravens. I mean, Trump made everybody. Trump made everybody do something again, like you mentioned. A lot of stuff is getting lost in the wash, and that's the problem. And this trend, this goes beyond football. In that now, and we was talking about why these other groups ain't shit with, with these other black uh, groups that's supposed to represent black people. Now you have everybody on the ropes. Take your shot. Go ahead and get on the body blow, the knockout punch, and get legislation changed. Get a real conversation going in the Senate. It was a, it's a blast. Uh, Congresswoman, or the one who took the knee. Why is you, you idiot? You stupid, stupid. It's a fad now. That's dumb. She ain't even taking knee for what it stands for. She ain't even talking about making a change. She's taking knee because the president says something is racist and you disrespecting another. That's stupid. You idiot. That's not even the place for that. That's not even the reason for the cause. That's how it's getting lost in the watch. Exactly. So I think that. You know, we're not going to keep rehashing the same point, but it's turned into the NFL versus Trump and Colin Kaepernick. They basically shoved Colin Kaepernick out of this whole picture or whatever. So it's like having a song and you. Temptations. You remember the Temptations movie with um, Leon is David Ruffin. You remember that movie? David Ruffin was just on the side. They were like, well, just come take some. Just come mess around with us in the studio. He came in the studio and kicked Buddy all the way out the group. And took over that thing. And that's what's happening with this. This whole Trump versus NFL Stan Neal thing has kicked Colin Kaepernick and what he initially stood for all the way to the background. And now the forefront is the NFL versus Trump. And we won't. There's no way to get back to Colin Kaepernick because, again, he's not in the public eye. So you can't even say anything about it. Nobody's in the public eye talking about it. So. The only people in the public guy who are talking about it are, is only one person, really. And we won't get to this. It's Shannon Shaw. And so with that being said, what do you think about him and Ray Lewis? Or what do you think about Ray Lewis? Because I thought he was the other kind of big lights on him during this weekend type thing. Well, the thing about Ray Lewis, I mean, Ray Lewis represents a whole gang of the motherfuckers, man. I think there's a lot of cooning going on. A lot of it. And I, I respect and admire I love what Shannon Sharp is doing. He's been a real... People are following his lead. And again, they follow him because of rating and stuff, but he got cat coons like Stephen A. Smith changing his tune. Coons like Chris Carter changing his tune. Chris Carter sat up there and lied like hell earlier today. Talking about how he was on, out on the field for the, uh, the the Pledge of Allegiance. No, damn well he wasn't on there like that. Two things I remember. Liar. He wasn't even on the field, like Mark Schleyer pointed out. He was a liar. But Shannon Sharp has been an advocate. I love what he's doing. Ray Lewis, I know you really not like Ray Lewis. I swear. Ray Lewis has been cooning. And because I think something is really wrong with Ray Lewis, he's lost sight of his coonage. Uh, he, he can't stay on task. Because I think something is really literally wrong with Ray Lewis. At first, I really was against Ray Lewis. And I didn't like Ray Lewis. And I was like, what's going on with Ray Lewis? Ray Lewis is cooning for a job in one instance, but on another time, at the same time, Ray Lewis has some real mental problems. I think that comes, that stems from the game. That's speculation, of course. Yeah, so you speculate he has CT or some other brain disease. That's what I was. And so that part, so you're pardoning him from his coonish to some degree. 
No, because he's still a dangerous. He's a dangerous cog in all this because he said he's what they pointing to. But he's he can't even stay on task of straddling the fence. You seen that interview he was doing? It wasn't cohesive. He he was trying to straddle the fence without straddling the fence, and then trying to blame bring Jesus and all this nonsense. Yeah, so I mean, we gonna get to the God part, but I want to back up. You say I don't like Ray. So me and you talked about this earlier today. Ray is the worst case of type of dangerous because he knows he's not like the black boy who was raised around whites who just don't, you know, just, he's not Carlton, where he just don't get it. He ain't RG3. He ain't RG3. Well, hey, this is all I know. Ray Lewis raised in the hood, man. Ray Lewis, he just a regular dude raised in the hood and got some money, want to do anything to stand the good graces of master. And we said this in the Michael Vick podcast. It's not okay to say something wrong, but you can say something wrong and say, forgive me. Ray Lewis is a dude doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down on saying something wrong. In the case we were talking about Mike Vick, Mike Vick said something about Colin Kaepernick. Whatever his reasons were good or bad, he apologized. It's just like your homeboy saying something in front of your girl. He shouldn't have him. Like, look, man, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said it. Ray Lewis is basically saying, hell, no, I'm not sorry. I'll call and tell everything you did. You'll look like, what? It got to be a fight after what Ray Lewis do. And that's why I don't like him. He doubles down every chance he get. And you talk about his his interview may be incoherent, but he sticks to the same point. No, I'm not kneeling against the flag. Two, th- this new thing is I'm praying. God, keep me in this chaos. Keep me protected. Man, he giving God a bad name. I mean, I got to agree with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So that's why. I'm, so I'm not as forgive. I'm not as forgiving as you with Ray because he still, he still followed those same two tenants through. Well, the initial, the first tenant, I'm not kneeling, but since he took two knees, hey, I'm praying. I told Zig, who been on a couple of podcasts, I told him in the moment, I said Ray Lewis gonna tell. I said, son, I said, come Monday, Ray Lewis gonna tell everybody he was praying. That's why he was on two knees and not one. You could see that coming a mile away, and he exactly to Q. Exactly on cue, excuse me. He, I'm praying God keep me protected during this storm. People, you talk about how you're a leader, but then you get mad when a lead, when they come to you and confront you as a leader. No, I don't feel right. No, no, mark my words. You wouldn't just see it. You told me. Uh, also, Sunday, you was like, this clown little watcher say he's praying. I'm not giving him no pass. Ray Lewis is a scum. Ray Lewis is trash. Ray Lewis is a coward. And he's loud and abrasive. And he cuts you can't even have a conversation with him. He's like the kid that's going, no, 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 no. He don't want to hear it. He's not listening. He's not compassionate. So he don't give no, he can care less about what's going on. Ray Lewis is trash. I'm just saying he's messed up. Without a doubt, he's messed up. But he's a coon. That's all he is. He's a houseboy. He's a house servant. And they keep on trying to shuck and jive with him. That's what they ask him. they like, what do you think? I'll never kneel. I support too much in the military. I'll support too much with the police. What does any of that have to do with any of this? That have nothing to do with it. So they took it easy on him in the interview. Me and you talked about this. They tried to walk him to a good PR place. So I guess it's Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis may be the most popular black football player in our lifetime, at least. Him and LT may be the two who last who have an endearing memory. Hell no. In our lifetime, who? 
There's a whole bunch of other NFL players, but that's another podcast. No, just you name a couple. Linebackers? I I'm saying, period, black. When you think of black football players, and I'm not talking, I'm talking about, like, women, everybody. Ray I Lewis think, is somebody you think of. I think Mike Vick over Ray Lewis. I think Mike Vick over Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis didn't even have, like, no commercials or nothing like that. You have to be a football guy to know Ray Lewis. No, bro, man, you know how many bros say Ray Lewis used to be their favorite to now? That is one thing I'm seeing on Instagram. I used to love me some Ray until this. That's uh, Mike. Nobody would like Mike Vick. Ray, nothing else. Ray Lewis transcend people because of the murder case and how he. Ray Lewis was on the cover of Madden yep, two years after the murder case. You talking about all the shit Mike Vick did? But that's another podcast again. But nah, Ray Lewis. Nah, Ray Lewis transcends. Like you said yourself, Ray Lewis probably the only non quarterback who can get on there and say something. Oh, as far as what? As what? I, his, his stance. It's just. This is the era of the coon right now. So whoever's cooning, they're going to give a platform. I agree with that, but I'm saying just in general, Ray Lewis commands more respect than damn near any person not named Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Not as good, yeah. But I know I agree with he, he he did command a lot, but now he ain't, he ain't like, no. Nah. As far as probably goes, even black, he don't know. All right, well, we can disagree on that. But Ray Lewis has been an icon. He has a statue in front of Baltimore that, that they're petitioning to take down. But Ray Lewis... That's, like, that's when Coonan goes wrong. These crackers are petitioning to get that statue down. Not niggas. These crackers that's going to take that down. For him so-called praying and not kneeling. That's the whole problem that you have with your fake-ass Coonan, which is what he's doing. And that's what happens. See, you can shut and drive all you want to. You're still a nigga. You can't make no kind of move or no kind of misunderstanding. He got on. He did his circuit today, not just with Chris Carter, who Akun himself was disgusted by him. He went on there also with the sports with, with James Brown and Boomer Sison and, and, and drug Shannon Sharp and Tasha in both in both interviews. I saw I saw both of the interviews. So yeah, yeah, like he's scared of even somebody saying Ray was kneeling. No, I wasn't kneeling. I'm trying to lead these babies. And you heard what James Brown said. He said, "You, you as soon as you walked in doing the production meeting, you put an end to that. It's like somebody said, Ray, if we catch you kneeling, you going to jail. That's what it seemed like. That's literally what it seemed like. That's the level of coin that he's doing. It's disgusting. He's pathetic. You, it, what, what respect you have for Ray Lewis, there's no way you can have that respect for him anymore. He's done. Who wants to hear him anymore? I think they tried him out now for Ravens. So I think it's now Shannon Sharp did a good job of trying to squash this. Like, hey, Ray still my brother. He's going to always be my brother. But I think it's going to be the – they're going to try to turn Ray Lewis versus Shannon Sharp. And this is – and, again, all these things are just going to push it further and further from, you know, the initial reason. Even though, to his credit, Shannon Sharp always try to bring it back to the initial reason. But they're going to put – they're going to push it further and further away from that. That's another reason why he's such a low-life Uncle Tom – Suck a dick ass coon because he's he's building this narrative on him and Shannon Sharp. Because even in the cease in the Chris Carter and the Nick interview, it was like we're saying about Shannon Sharp, we we're not standing extra to you. Everyone's saying that Shannon was saying it. He was like, Well, we're not saying it. We're asking you this question. And he keeps trying to bring it back to that. He's doing everything he in his power to coon when there is no cooning to do, he does. 
And that's why, and that's the that's the reason I'm very off that Ray Lewis bandwagon. Like he could be thrown off. You could be thrown off. I, we all agree with that. You could be a functional person who thrown off, but Ray is doubling down in the worst possible ways. He's quadrupling down in the worst path you can take right now. I agree, but I—it's gonna sound fucked up. I'm gonna say it anyway. I think you need to go ahead and take the junior Seau approach. I mean, society—you know—I'm not gonna wish that on anybody, but he's gonna wind up being a pariah of society. It's gonna be one of those things where he's gonna wake up and realize he's not beloved because he seemed like one of those individuals who it matters that he's beloved to him. Like he cares about being the man in Baltimore. Well. I think he's going to wake up and realize that ship is sailed, and I think that's going to hurt him long term. That's going to break his heart or whatever. That's going to be that's going to be the thing that's hard for him to handle when he's not that right anymore. I think you're right. But with all that being said, and addressing Junior Sire again, there was a linebacker that was more violent. Ray Lewis was a violent player. He was awesome to watch. He threw his head in. I really think something... I think he will be a coon without the mental trauma, the brain trauma, rather. But I think he has a lot of brain trauma. I, I think that's... And that's why I, I think something's going on with Ray. It really is. He's just passionate a lot about nothing because he can't articulate what he's saying. The only thing he can articulate is his coonage. No, I'm not with that. No, I don't... Like, at the end, it was like... So, he, I'm not with them... I don't disagree with that. I do dis- I don't disagree with that. I don't agree- disagree with nothing. You can't you can't be that passionate about neutral. Yeah, that, that you that's what I was gonna say. He was very passionate about being lukewarm. Can't do that. So I think he just had he had some issues but And it goes counter to what Trump is doing, right? So Trump is making everybody choose a side. He's being very passionate about staying in the middle. And he can't. And that seems so stupid I- right now. Now it's stupid, but he can't even articulate articulate his way around it, and he can't lay low to get away from. It. So he keep on coming in the public, and he can't articulate. He, he's not smart enough, or he's not stable enough mentally to be able to to navigate those waters. So he just keep going down a fucking dark alley. He's going down a rip an embankment, full speed ahead. All right, so let's wrap it up like this. What would you like to see done moving forward? Kaepernick get a job, NFL get away from politics. Uh, the other side of politics, all these black groups, the NAACP that's been bought off, the SELC, the New Panthers, the New Era, the Black Lives Matter, put their fucking foot on Trump's neck or whoever else, the Senate neck, Congress neck, and get reformed. But that's the other side of it. So what he's protesting for, God damn it, stand your monkey ass up, no pun intended, and get on the fucking job. Protest about some real shit. Boycott something that's for real. If one man who's an athlete can make this much change, it's so-called fake-ass, fuck-ass group that take your fuck-ass donation can make a change. But NFL, get away from this nonsense. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Do you think in the next players' agreement they have something to, in the next collective bargaining they agreement? Like the NBA. So the NBA wasn't always standing to uh, what's his name, Muhammad. Yeah. And they blackballed him, and he never came in the league. But the NBA wasn't doing all that stuff. Then they then they made that through. 
Yeah, they gotta make it a rule because of all the stuff that's coming with it. And players are gonna go go along with it. I I think next year that'll be the rule. I was surprised it wasn't this year. Well, I'm, I guess I'm talking more about because you made a good point. It's not just the standing is domestic with the NFL. It's everything, right? Because it seems like these cats get caught doing everything. So well, not, I, all of them get caught doing everything. What the NFL need to do because it's such a big entity, all these little groups go after them. What they need to do is have a commissioner struggle to be like, listen, we're not a justice system. We're not political. This is a non-profit organization for just sports. We do not address none of that stuff. So all that we y'all leaders and y'all lead the way. This all because Ray Wright beat his 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 girl don't mean this guy gonna beat his bitch. That's not how that works. So what they need to do, we we don't even get this far if you keep your monkey ass out of politics. Stay out of politics. You're in no play position to be in politics. None. Stay out of it. I just focus on football. And you'll bring everybody to sport. That's why now. These crackers on this side are pissed. It doesn't even make sense. They pissed. They pissed. What am, they trying to detract from what the real purpose of it is. So now you got them pissing not direct. Now direct TV. Oh, y'all want y'all money back. Now sponsors are pulling from athletes. Guess what? All that shit changes. You put the, you you get the lock rules back to where they were. Teams stay in the locker room doing the national anthem and get your ass out of politics and long live football. All right, thank you guys for listening. This has been digitaldaring.com. Check out episode 193, The Color of Love Part 2. Check out episode 192, the, What Happens to the NFL Offers. Thank you guys for listening again. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend.